Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Each week on our podcast, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with listeners just like you all across America. Our goal is to help educate and motivate our audience with these inspirational business stories. There are so many positive things happening in West Virginia business that most people don't ever hear about. We're trying to change that with this podcast. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done in business in West Virginia. And I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to learn about Dale Morton and his company, DMS Mascot Costumes. Dale, are you ready to get down to business? Go for it, man. Already. <laughs> All right, Dale. I am so honored to have you on our podcast to talk about your story, man. Dale, it's good to be here. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dale Morton is the owner of DMS Mascot Costumes, headquartered in Hurricane, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Putnam County. Dale founded DMS Mascot Costumes in 2001. He crafts professional, custom-made mascot character costumes for schools and corporations nationwide. Uh, That is awesome. Some of Dale's past customers have included Intellos, Procter & Gamble, Hasbro, THX Incorporated, CareerBuilder.com, Dunkin' Donuts, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, and the PGA, just to name a few. Dale also creates custom masks, full creature suits, fiberglass armor, and commissioned sculptures for commercial and artistic use. Some of Dale's prominent West Virginia mascots and costumes have been Marco for Marshall University, the pepperoni rolls for the West Virginia Black Bears. I just saw them on uh, this past Saturday. It was awesome. (laughs) The PRT shuttle costumes for WVU, the biscuit costumes for uh, Tudor's Biscuit World, the Mothman creature suit for the Mothman Museum in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, the polka dot for polka high school. I went there for half a year, by the way, Uh, the general for Winfield High School, the Bruin bear for Brook High School in Wellsburg, and the purple devil for St. Mary's High School in St. Mary, West Virginia. I invited Dale on the show today to talk about his company and to share his story and to give our, our audience some valuable insight into his business right here in West Virginia. Dale, take a minute, film some, fill in some gaps from that brief intro that I just gave, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Um, well, you, you pretty much summed it up pretty well there, but, I mean, um, you know, we, we do mascot characters for all sorts of um, colleges, schools, high schools, junior highs, um, uh, radio stations, credit unions, restaurants. Um, I mean, any entity can have a mascot Um for any sort of promotional purpose. So, you know, we build characters uh, that promote uh, programs like recycling programs, um, environmental programs. Um, we've done some mascots for an organization called Oceana, and they're, they're an envi- environmental protection yeah. organization. We've done two costumes for them, and um, they have some prominent celebrities in their, uh, in their organization. And um, so anybody can have a mascot. You know, um, but in addition, you know, to that, of course, um, you know, we do custom sculpture uh, for props and theater use yeah. and uh, commercial use. Um, 
we, we try to uh, try to maintain a variety of, of activities, not just mascots, even though that's primarily our our main business. Yeah. Um, but we also do, um, you know, sometimes we do cosplay costumes for for you know superhero costumers and um, uh, Wonder Woman costumers. You know, I've done fiberglass armor and and um, uh, all kind of different superhero costumes, uh, capes and spandex bodysuits, stuff like that. That's uh, I've done a lot of that. Yeah, that's so, so cool. Do just about about everything. Well, no, I, I mean you've been doing this since two thousand one as a business. How mm. in the heck did you get started in the costume business? Um, well, normally uh, it just kind of from youth. Um, me and my friends that I grew up with, we were all very much into you know science fiction and fantasy, whether Star Trek or Planet of the Apes or cool. whatever. Yeah, and uh, and then Star Wars came along, <laughs> and that kind of blew the lid off everything. And we were all we always kind of were into making our own costumes and our own props and things like that. And uh, as we got older, um, you know, we started going to little sci-fi conventions, Star Trek conventions, things like that, and we would make our own costumes. Um, and um, uh, toward the end of high school, me and a friend of mine, uh, Clayton Sayer, we, I lived in St. Albans at the time. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we got into doing, uh, we got interested in, in masks and monsters and prosthetic makeup. And uh, so we both kind of started, you know, learning how that process was done. So that involved sculpting, you know, faces um, and doing molds and things of that nature. Um, and um, uh, making masks and monsters and things like that and theatrical makeup. And so we taught ourselves how to do that. We just basically taught ourselves how to sculpt and make molds. Um, And then we would, um, as we got better, we would get our theatrical makeup supplies uh, from uh, Magic Makers Costumes in uh, Huntington uh, that was open at the time. And I would go in there and, and just, you know, as I made more and more masks and did more and more makeup work, I would show them my, my pictures. Uh, Ken Epperly and Ken Fox, they they were always very interested in keeping tabs on local talent, all right, uh, just to keep, you know, keep abreast of things. And then uh, one day when I was about 21, 22, something like that, I went in there and um, they uh, they asked me, uh, aside and they uh, they asked if I'd be interested in coming to work for them as a sculptor. No kidding. Um, yeah, to sculpt uh, sp- specifically mascot heads. Um, they uh, b- most costume shops uh, will make mascots of some type or another local mascots, but they're normally simple. You know. Yeah. Constructed over globes and things like that, very simple things. Mm-hmm. But but Ken wanted to expand a little bit and offer his uh, his customers a, a custom sculpted um, uh, service, you know. And uh, he wasn't much of a sculptor himself, so he asked if I'd be willing to come to work for them. Mm. Um, so that was um, a very exciting prospect. Uh, probably nowhere else in the state would you get asked, <laughs> you know, to, to come on board as a sculptor. Yeah, right. Um, so I went to work for uh, for Magic Makers for um, several years um, and taught, basically taught myself uh, how to make a mascot head, uh, how to sculpt on a larger scale, to make molds on a larger scale, and what to use to make a sh- you know a head shell, stuff like that. And yeah. then uh, Ken and then Ken would pass on to me from you know uh, experience that he had, just you know gluing on fur and what mm. to use for for eyes and the screening stuff like that. So I basically you know learned how to do mascot heads through Magic Makers costumes for, wow. through working for them. That's incredible. And, uh, so that's basically how I got started on mascots, and that was in uh, nineteen. Um, 
that was a, probably 1991 yeah. is when I started doing mascot heads. Well, like I said, when I first heard about your company, I, 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 I couldn't even believe that something like this existed in our state, you know. But, <laughs> a lot of people don't, yeah. <laughs> but, here, but here you are doing it, and I think it's really cool. And, and, and we're going to put some links. We're going to talk about it later about, you know, about your website and stuff. But when people mm-hmm. see what you're doing and the, mm-hmm. the quality – it's just incredible. And, oh, thank you. I uh, yeah. try to do good quality work. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's great. It's uh, thanks. It's really, really awesome. So, so boil all that down. What's your thirty-second mm-hmm. elevator pitch for for DMS mascot costumes? Like, in other words, what did it, what it is that you tell people that you do? If you can whittle it down. Um, okay, if I can whittle it down. Um, well, if you you know if you have a, a promotional need, uh, a school, mm-hmm. a product. Um, a company, whatever, and you want to have a walk-around character to represent that company or school or for whatever purpose, uh, then mascot costumes are wonderful tools to do that. You can take them anywhere. You know, they're not huge. They can fit into any car, um, any van or whatever, and you can take them around, and they're personable. They interact with people. You can use them on parades. They stand on corners. Um, uh, they interact with people and children, and they're just wonderful, wonderful promotional tools, and that's that's what I do. Oh, that's, so that's I create Wonderful. what you I create what you want to your specifications, um, and we we uh, we keep going until it's one hundred percent correct. Yeah. And, you know what you want. So there you go. <laughs> so that's great, Dale. Thanks for for that. You know that mm-hmm. that uh, kind of like that thirty second elevator pitch. I I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And it, you've definitely got it got it down. So that's great. So what would you say? You know, is the one thing that you're most excited about for your company right now? Oh, right now, um, some very exciting things. Um, for you know, ever since I started doing mascot characters, um, you know the the head itself, you know, has to be sculpted in clay. I do all the sculpting, of course, and and it has to be sculpted at actual size, okay. And these and these heads are quite large, you know, so it takes quite a bit of, you know, it takes probably two to three solid days of work to you know to keep shoving clay around, a lot of clay. Yeah. Uh, to, to shape this uh, this character, mm-hmm. and it and um, and then after that, if you know if if the client has has paid to have a mold made of of, of the sculpture, which means they're going to have multiple heads made, then that takes a good two to three days of solid work of, of making a plaster a, a, a multi segmented plaster mold that has to come off of the thing, and it's just a ton of ton of work. Um, but what we what we're doing here uh, lately is uh, I've um, I've partnered with the Robert C. Bird Institute uh, in Huntington, uh, and they have a, a facility in uh, South Charleston where they do um, a lot of cutting edge manufacturing. All right, they have mm. a lot of equipment yeah. uh, based there that does a lot of cutting edge uh, computer based manufacturing. So uh, what we've just started to do is. Um, I've done two two head sculptures for two upcoming mascots, and I've sculpted them at half scale. Okay, which mm-hmm. yeah, just one size they are half size down, so it doesn't take as long to sculpt, doesn't take as much clay, and they're not as heavy. Mm. And I'm able to to take those sculptures to the institute, and they use laser scanning equipment to scan that sculpture wow. and create a 3D computer model of that sculpture. And once they have the sculpture, um. They can divide the sculpture or the, the rendering uh, in half, mm-hmm. and we can get uh, a block of dense foam material. And they have a like a four-axis uh, router machine, like a um, CNC router type thing. Yeah, yeah. And and it will cut, it'll route uh, the shape of that character in a negative 
image into the foam. So you have, you know, a negative mold of each half wow. of the head. And they scale it up to the size I need it to see. <laughs> That's and, cool. Oh, it's, it's amazing. We, we just went over and scanned the first two uh, sculptures just last week, as a matter of fact, and for two upcoming customers. And we're going to do – we're going to hopefully start doing the majority of them that way. Um, and it's going to enable me to sculpt heads much faster, which far, with far less uh, physical effort. Mm. Um, and it won't require me to make a plaster mold anymore of, of these heads. We can just make them out of foam. And, um, you know, we can do several, probably several heads in this foam mold. And once it wears out, we can just have another one made, you know, another one cut out. So what, so, that, what that means is more efficient process. Much more efficient, much faster, mm. uh, and much uh, and far less physical effort, you know, to make the, the heads. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, um, yeah, I'm 50 now. Okay. I just turned 50 last year. And, yeah. and it's like, you know, I've been, you know, shoving clay around and making plaster molds now since 1991. And, and, you know, it wears on you after sure. a while. Yeah. So now we've uh, we've partnered with um, with the the Robert C. Byrne Institute in order to uh, uh, to bring what I do and what they do together to create this product. Uh, you know that uses their facility mm. and you know makes them money uh, and also helps me to pr- produce a character faster with less effort, makes me more money, and and gives the client, you know, what exactly what they want, you oh. know, just the same as, same as before. So it's a, I'm really excited about it and it went really well. No and doubt. Um, yeah. that's, that's, that's the big thing that's going on. What right a now. beautiful collaboration, right? Oh um, yeah. And, and it helps to know people too, because uh, uh, it's my friend, Jamie Cope, who I knew, um, uh, he, he worked for the Institute, but I knew him from before he worked from, uh, for the Institute. Yeah. And when, when he went to work for the Institute as one of their promotional people, he called me up and said, Hey, you ought to come up and see what, what they do here. <laughs> and you know, there's gotta be something we can, uh, we can collaborate oh, that's on. So, I love so that. that's how, yep. that's how that got started. Yeah. So Dale, what's the geographic market that your company serves? I mean, is it West Virginia or is it Talk a little bit about the geographic. Oh, it's um, the geographics are endless. I mean, it's it's not just West Virginia. I mean, most the majority of my customers are out of state. Um, I, I've I've got a lot more in-state customers over the past um, you know five to six years. More and more you know people have come to to be aware mm-hmm. uh, that I'm here. But uh, but the majority of my customers all come from out of state, and and it. You know, it varies. Texas, California, Canada, yeah. um, you know, New York, Florida. Uh, I've, I've, sent, I've sent stuff to Germany. I've sent stuff to England. Um, I think probably the most exotic place I ever sent anything to was South Africa. No kidding. Um, yeah, there was a, a mascot costume I made for a, a restaurant in South Africa. Wow. Um, well, how do, but, how do these um, people learn about you? I mean, how, how do you how do you attract those new customers? Well, mainly they find me just on the web. Um, yeah. They'll do a search for mascot costumes, and you know, and I'm one of any number of uh, of companies that come up. and And I'm I'm actually a very small company compared to uh, the four or five really big mascot corporations that mm-hmm. exist in this in this country who have you know teams of, of sculptors and designers, and they've been in business you know for many many decades. Yep. Um, but uh, they usually find me on the web or through another costume shop. I, I'm associated with any number of costume shops who know me and send work to me um and uh, a lot of repeat business you know um i'll have i've had many companies um you know order a character and then several years down the line they'll change the character and want it remade or or just another one made or several more made or whatever you know so very cool um yeah that's uh that's normally how uh where my work comes from well do you have do you have employees that work work in your company as well is is it a like a solo gig 
Uh, it's not entirely solo, no. I have um, a part-time, my cousin Travis, who's worked for me for many, many years, he's he's kind of been off and on with me as a part-timer sometimes and as a mm-hmm. full-timer sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's a he uh, he works for me part-time, and it kind of comes and goes as needed. Uh, mm-hmm. But he does um, he does the head shells and, uh, and the covering of uh, a lot of the heads. He's an extremely talented artist in his own right. Uh, so he's just, he's naturally... Um, for some reason, he's just he's naturally good with working with, uh, you know, this, these materials and, and knowing how to you know, neatly glue fur onto a head and, mm. and trim it. And uh, he's just really good at it. So um, cool. Yeah. So uh, and then uh, I've had uh, I've had seamstresses in my employee in the past, um, cool. but they've I've had four different seamstresses, but they um, they come and go for various reasons. You know, they mm-hmm. get married or, sure. or they, they move out of state or whatever. And, well, Dale, what, so. what would you say is the best thing about being in business in West Virginia? Um, well, to me personally, um, it's really the sense of uh, friendship and community that I have with all the different people that I know mm-hmm. um, in the arts community, in the audiovisual community, um, in the theater community, um, other costumers in the state, like the people of Elusive Skull Costuming Castle up at, uh, in Fairmont, yeah. um, Briar Rose and Martinsville. Um, I'm good friends with them and, uh, yeah, they send me work and we all collaborate and help each other on different, uh, through different needs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I have a lot of friends in the arts community and the theater community and, and, uh, you know, the, the, uh, video production community. And, uh, they all, you know, they help me, I help them and, um, and you know, they send stuff to me or, or, you know, send potential clients to me and I, I help them you know, in, in ways that I can. And it's a wonderful sense of, uh, of friendship and community yeah. uh, and helpfulness. You know, I'm not saying that doesn't exist in other states, but in, yeah. I just know in this state it certainly does. Yeah, you know, that, so. that's, that's excellent. I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Dale, I want to take a second just to mention a couple of our incredible sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia. And they are mm-hmm. the State Journal, WVNews.com. Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these organizations and companies that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today, once again, is Dale Morton. Dale is with DMS Mascot Costumes. He's the owner, and he's got an incredible story going. Dale, let's get back to it. Uh, talk a little bit about the vision for your company and what you're trying to do. You said you're 50. You've been in business since 2001. What's your mm-hmm. vision long term? Well, the vision has always been, you know, to to grow and uh, and expand and get as much work as one can and and serve all you know many different types of customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's still that that way. Although um, it's kind of evolved a little bit over time. Um, my ultimate vision, I think, is is while continuing to do mascot characters, of course. Um, I also uh, want to create a variety of type of work um, that I do, uh, not just mascots, but also, you know, more of the commercial sculpture type of work, um, artistic sculpture, you know, for um, for whatever purpose. I mean, I've done sculptures mm-hmm. for um, for displays and museums. Mm. I've done sculptures, you know, for you know for commercial products, um, and I, you know, and I love doing that kind of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a sculptor. That's what I, that's what I love doing. Um, and right now we're kind of toying with an idea. Um, I'm, I'm working in, in conjunction with a, a local, um, um, auto body shop and we're toying with the idea of creating, um, some three dimensional sculptural pieces that would be, uh, applied 
onto the body of a of a sports car, mm. like on the on, like on the hood, like if you had a skull, you know, like coming up out of the hood of the car. Yeah. Um, we're toying with with the, with that idea, like creating yeah. that and and trying to market that idea yeah, and uh, cool. you know custom sculpture that would go onto a sports car. But I like the variety of it. Well, you it's, know, it's, um, yeah, it's it's interesting because what you're doing, you know, with these costumes and mascots and everything, it reminds me of a guest we had on about six or eight months ago, Doug Krynick from Krynick uh, Manufacturing. Yeah, the th- Do you know? Yeah, the thread thread company. Right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it was neat because one of his. Uh, "Quote unquote claim to fame." That this is my word, is mm-hmm. uh, is that he's created uh, metallic threads that are used in the Game of Thrones costumes. You know, that's right. That's, yes, I know about that. That's really cool. And then, and mm-hmm. so what, you, what you're doing is you know providing these costumes and mascots. You know, you mentioned. Um, or I mentioned early in, in the intro, you know, Dunkin' Donuts and the PGA and Procter and Gamble, and you're doing work for these big corporations. That's got to be pretty rewarding, I would imagine. Uh, well, it is, and and uh, and some of the, uh, you know, if you want to go to you know to entertainment, um, you know, I've had uh, a costume uh, that showed up on um, that was used, bought and used for the Oscar ceremony wow. um, several years ago. That's okay. the Academy. Yeah, of yeah, the Academy. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, they uh, they did a musical number that was linked to the um, uh, the Lego movie uh, that was real popular, and they had a whole uh, bunch of characters up on the stage doing this, singing this song. Uh, Everything is awesome, is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And they had a, a possum uh, character uh, that they needed, and um, Bill Hargate Costumes out in L.A. called me up, and they had seen this possum costume that I had made years years ago. You know, it was on my website, okay. and they said, "Well, we really we really like that, you know." And it's like, uh, "Do you think?" you know, you could whip us up one in about a week, a week and a half, you know, <laughs> I said, okay, and this is for the Oscars. Uh, yes, it is. And it's like, well, yeah, I think I can do that. <laughs> no problem. Super cool. So, uh, so that, uh, that was on, that was on the Oscar ca- broadcast that year. And then, um, then I have two costumes. It's a, a timber wolf and a panda bear that were just, um, about almost three years now, but they were bought by the production company, um, for a movie, called um, All-Star Weekend, starring uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jamie Foxx. And uh, mm. they, 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 had, they ordered two Timberwolves, two Panda Bears. One was the, the, the hero costume, the other was a stunt costume. And they used these in the movie. Um, but the movie, of course, is still in post-production, and I don't have any you know, photographs of them shooting with it, um, wow. with those costumes and who knows when it's going to come out. Sometimes movies can languish for years before sure. coming out. Yeah. So I'm anxious, I'm anxious for that to come out and hopefully the scene doesn't get cut. So that, that'll be great. Yeah. Oh, very cool. That's very that's cool. Well, Dale, you know, you've been in business a while. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things I always ask people is, you know, talk about your worst business moment, you know, even though this is positively West Virginia, I think there's a lot we can learn from our worst experience in business. So <laughs> if, if you have one of those, I would love to, to hear that, you know. Yeah, I, I have, um, I have a couple of them. I think I, I can share with you. They're not, I don't, they won't take all a long time to go through, but, um, probably the first one's more financial back in, uh, in 2006, I did this really big job for this customer down in Florida um, they were oversized mascot characters. They're mm-hmm. much larger than than uh, than what I would normally make, and they were very they were like four thousand dollars a piece. You know, mm-hmm. they're kind of expensive. And um, it took so long to make them that we finished them like two days before the client needed them for his mm-hmm. function. So I had to ship them down to them before getting uh, the balance. Mm-hmm. Okay, on the job. All right. And he got them and he used them, and then he, and then he hem hauled around about the uh, about the balance and. 
ultimately he just um, he just didn't want to pay the uh, the remaining four thousand mm. um, dollars for these customers and or, or these costumes, and I got totally ripped off, you know, four grand, and and it took it was quite a haul getting past that. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's a chunk of change, you know, so. Um, mm-hmm. That almost drove me out of business. Wow. Um, so and, what, what's um, your uh, what's your takeaway from that that experience? Uh, is never ship a costume before it's paid for. <laughs> I kid you not. I you mean, you learned that lesson, right? Yeah, I've I've never really had I've I've, I've had only two customers, um, you know, uh, not pay for a mascot. Okay, after yeah. I've shipped it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but um, I just decided from that point, it's like I'm not going to do this anymore. You know. I'm going to send you pictures of the finished mascot and you're going to pay for it before I ship it, yep. you know, and, and I, and I haven't had any problem with, with customers regarding that. They don't mind doing that. Well, so. That's a great piece. Of it. That's a great piece yeah. of advice. The other one, um, the other negative, um, was, um, was regarding, uh, Marco at Marshall, um, mm-hmm. back in 2008, um, they came to me, uh, I'd been asked for years if I had made Marco and I was like, nope, didn't make Marco, you know? Uh, so finally they came to me in 2008 and said, uh, well, we want to make a new Marco. Um, but they just didn't want to make a new Marco. They wanted to redesign Marco. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they asked me to submit like three different designs and they would choose the one that they liked. So that's what I did. Um, they chose the one that they liked and we proceeded to make that uh, particular uh, version of Marco. And it was vastly different than the one that they were the school is accustomed to okay the the one that they had you know was very friendly and kind of teddy bear looking mm-hmm. but it was old and worn out and it was getting beat up and it was ratty and yeah. it looked it looked really bad um but in this case um the people in charge at the time wanted the wanted marco redesigned entirely mm. and they wanted him looking more aggressive uh, more muscular uh, tremor, you know in the waist and all that and looking like he could take on the opposing team all by himself you know yeah so that's what they got. Um, the fans and the alumni weren't too happy with it, <laughs> uh, and it didn't uh, it didn't get a, a good reception. In fact, um, I got a number of, of very angry emails oh and my. calls from people to to me personally. Wow! You know, because the paper you know announced who uh, you know who made the mascot. Um, so I got some angry people, uh, and all over the message boards at the time. This was oh, before geez. Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were just uh, it was brutal. brutal. You know? Yeah. And that, um, and that's the first experience I'd ever had with a negative reaction to a mascot, and and it was to to Marshall too. But you know, I'd, I'd gone to Marshall, and and I loved Marshall, and so it was it was very very painful uh, to get that kind of a reaction. Yeah. Um, they kept that one on that costume for several years, and I'll relate the rest of that story. And when you come to the positives uh, aspect of, <laughs> of it. Well, well, let's go. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. yeah just a good transition. Okay, good. Um, what happened was uh, in 2013, um, the, um, the sports department had changed hands in terms of their, you know, their, their people who ran it. And they decided they wanted to go back to the older look for Marco. Um, and fortunately, they came back to me. And they, you know, they understood that, you know, you know, I did what they'd wanted them to, I'd wanted them to do back then. It wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. So they came to me and said, we want to, we want to have Marco looking like the old Marco, but, but updated and, and more streamlined and more professional looking. Yeah. Okay. So they brought me the old Marco head and it was sculpted to precise proportions. And we kind of, you know, made it look, you know, a little friendlier, a little happier, just made him look more professional looking yeah. and um, gave him the right kind of feet and everything. 
And when he debuted, um, the fans could not have been happier. I mean, it was a big deal. Um, wow. I mean, they just, the reaction was tremendously positive. And it makes one feel pretty darn good, you yeah. know, so after, after all those years of having people, you know, um, uh, you know, rake the old one over the coals and call you names and call mm-hmm. it names. And, and they had all these horrible derogatory names for the, uh, for the first Marco. Um, wow. that when this one came out, they were, they just couldn't have been happier. They were all very, the alumni were happy. The fans were happy. What a great story. And, uh, yeah. That's and awesome. it was, yeah, that's a, it's a great, it was a great moment that, yeah. um, yeah, so uh, that was that. Well, I, I, I <laughs> can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine you get a lot of uh, you know, just gra- you know, self gratitude uh, with with the things that you do. Like I see those pepperoni rolls run out on the Black Bears field, and mm-hmm. I laugh and I chuckle. But but you're the guy who created those. That's pretty cool. It's um, it's pretty it's pretty cool when when you get to see them in action, and you get to see people's mm-hmm. reaction to them. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's extremely. Um, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like you know, it's like the line from Cyrano de Bergerac. You know, when when I when I uh, when I write a line that sings itself, I pay myself a hundredfold. There you go. You know, it's it's, it's far greater than the money. Well you know? said. Well said. So. <laughs> yeah. What's one piece of advice you would give to young business owners and entrepreneurs thinking about starting something here in West Virginia? Oh boy. Um, if you're not willing to put your heart and soul into your business, if you're not passionate about what you're setting out to do, then don't do it. Um, I have seen so many businesses here around about me and here in Hurricane come and go uh, mm-hmm. because people open up a business and think it's going to be an easy ride, mm-hmm. um, think it's going to be easy. They're going to do great right off. Um, they don't understand the amount of work that goes into keeping a business. It is far, far more work than working for somebody else, I guarantee you. Okay. Now, you know, you can set your own hours if you want and and you can be your own boss, but you answer to your customers. That's right. And that is, and they are far, far more demanding uh, than any boss that you can have working for another company. Mm. Um, And uh, it's just a tremendous, tremendous amount of of work. Um, Most people just do not realize it. And if you, if you don't have the fortitude to weather the difficult times, then then go do something else. Um, there, you know, you 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 learn to know yourself like you've never known yourself before, really, because you you face so much, you know, you know, ups and downs, adversity. Um, you have great days and you have bad days and you have tough days and you have wonderful days, and, and it's just it's a it's a very extreme roller coaster ride. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, and it's a lot of physical work, you know. Yeah. So that's you just you just got to be willing to, you know, to really you got to realize what, what you're in for before doing it. Great advice. What's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success, Dale? Um, I think try, trying to, having to remain happy and positive um, mm-hmm. each day, and even in face of, uh, of something that's come up that's negative. A positive um, attitude. That, a positive yeah, attitude. Well, and it it matters in in my particular line of work because what I do is I'm basically building and creating fun. Yeah. Okay. And you can't come in and work on something that's fun when you're in a, a bad frame of mind. That's right. Um, yeah. It goes that it goes into your work. You know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if you're having a bad day or if something's happened that you're dealing with um, that you're worried about something or you still have to be willing to set that aside and be happy you know, and be positive because you might have people walking in mm-hmm. who have never been there before yeah. and you can't act like a jerk and you can't, 
you know, be negative to people who walk in the door. Right. Uh, you have to, uh, you have to be, um, you know, you have to represent what it is that you're, you're, you're selling and you're making, you know, yeah. and that's, that's the toughest thing to do. But that's, that's the one thing that I, that you have to do each morning is be, is go into work with a positive, happy attitude to do the work that you do, you know, this particular type of work. Love it. What's one book you would recommend for aspiring business people? <laughs> that was, um, that was kind of tough to come up with an answer to that. Um, it's not, I wouldn't recommend like any kind of business books or business manuals. There's a million of them out there and mm-hmm. that's, you know, take your choice. Yeah. Um, my book would be more of an inspirational book um, yeah. that helps you to attain the drives to pursue your dreams. Don Quixote would be one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don Quixote is a long book. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it deals with a character that never gives up, uh, that sees things in a, in a romantic, positive light. And it, and it says something very um, acute in relation to any endeavor, and that is, you know, when he battles the windmills, he gets warned that the windmill might swing around its great arm and knock you down into the mire. Mm-hmm. His response is, yes, it could do that, or it could lift me up among the stars. Mm. So it's, you know, when you're reaching for something, when you're reaching for a star, there's a long way to fall. But you're gonna either going to achieve it, or you're going to fail trying, and it's better to fail trying than I've never tried at all. Mm. So Don Quixote is a wonderful uh, lesson, um, another positive, inspirational um, piece of writing would have been uh, the the speech from Henry V at the St. Crispin's Day speech before before his small army goes into battle against 30,000 Frenchmen. It's a brilliant, brilliant speech mm. and highly inspirational. Um, and if you want another book that'll uh, that'll really get you hard charging and get you up in the morning, or, or rather, you know, get your make you want to draw your sword and go to battle, and that's the Mark of Zorro. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a totally awesome adventurous book, and you know, if you want to if you want to have something that'll inspire you, that that book will do it. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, the Mark of Zorro is one of my favorites. Well, we have a uh, a section on our website. Uh, PositivelyWV.com that uh, mm-hmm. has resources. It's our resource page. And we have links to all the books that over the last year and a half, 75 mm-hmm. or so episodes, our guests have recommended. And I can guarantee you that n- neither neither of those two books nor that speech are in those recommendations. So we'll make sure we get those, <laughs> we get those added. And, and coming from a, a guy who's in the theater business, that makes 100% sense, Dale. I got to tell you, this has been an awesome interview with you and learning about your company. I think it's really, really cool what you're doing. And I'm, I'm, I'm inspired just listening to you. So <laughs> thank you very much. Dale, in, in closing, how can our listeners learn more about your company? And, and, uh, you, know, we, you mentioned your website, if you want to give that out, or if you want to give out a, a, a contact, uh, for yourself, uh, for folks who want to learn more about, uh, DMS mascot costumes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you just go to my website. Really, it's just uh, DaleMortonStudio.com, and that uh, and that shows all of our uh, past mascots, um, my masks and makeup and monster work, um, mm. list of clients. Our stock, co- our off-the-shelf uh, costumes mm. are all on there that mm. you can just order right off the shelf. <clears throat> um, and or you can look us up on Facebook. Just look up Dale Morton Studio mascot costumes. Um, if you want to see my monster work on Facebook, um, I have a separate page uh, called Dale Morton's Monster Morgue. Uh, you can look that up and <laughs> awesome. you can see all my, 
my, yeah. my, my scary stuff. And so. we'll have links. <laughs> we'll have links on the show notes to all that stuff. And and folks, you got to go check his work out. It is really really great, and it's and well, it's thanks, awesome stuff. It. Yeah, Dale, it's been an honor to have you on the show today. Uh, what you're doing is is really great. Keep it up, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. It's it, it takes that sometimes to get inspired each day. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by The State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Dale Morton and DMS mascot costumes, our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know of would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate all the notes of encouragement that you send us, and uh, we encourage you to share those stories on your social media channels as well. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.